Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. How you doing, everyone? I'm Ross Salzberg, and you know the drill by now here. I want you all to listen up and get a load of this. I have seen a whole bunch of ugly football games in my time. But what I got to witness at MetLife Stadium yesterday might very well be the ugliest. I mean the ugliest of all time. So like I said, listen up because you're really going to want to get a load of this. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. I mean, for those of you who might be old enough, I'll go back to a baseball saying back in 1962 when uh, the expansion New York Mets came into being uh, under the uh, manager, the lovable Casey Stangle. They were so bad, Casey once said, can't anybody here play this game? And man, those words were ringing in my ears yesterday as I'm sitting in the press box watching the Giants and the Jets. Now, obviously, uh, for those of you who might not know the score, yes, it was uglier for the Giants because they succumbed in overtime, losing to their rivals uh, in the Big Apple area, 13-10 to 10 in OT. But when I tell you ugly, it, it was... It was just terrible. I mean, first of all, the weather was miserable. It sucked. It was raining. It was damp. It was nasty. Uh, it, it was an ugly game. But, you know, I want to give both defenses a lot of credit. I want to give both defenses a lot of credit. But, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, did I see offensive ineptitude. I mean, offensive ineptitude. How about this? The Jets on third down efficiency in that game were two for 15. The Giants were two for 19. I mean, it doesn't get much worse than that. It was just, it was ugly, ugly football. Now, you know, there were reasons for the ugliness. You know, when, when you circled this game back in the preseason or offseason, you, you had visions of Aaron Rodgers and Daniel Jones, you know, tangling in the old-fashioned maybe gunfight at the OK Corral. But as we all know, Aaron Rodgers went down on the fourth play of the Jets' season in game one. And... Uh, Daniel has been out with a neck injury. You know, this, the third game in a row he's missed. So he was out with a neck injury. And you had Zach Wilson, who ain't leading, lighting anybody on fire. And then you had Tyrod Taylor, who led the Jets to a victory last week. You had Tyrod Taylor, the backup quarterback. But Tyrod Taylor went down early with what was termed uh, 
ribs, a rib problem. He was kept in the hospital overnight. So you had Tommy DeVito, a practice squad quarterback playing in his first NFL game. And there ain't a whole lot to say about that. Obviously, once that happened, I'm sure the Giants were planning on running the ball a great deal. Uh, Even with Tyrod Taylor in there. And Tyrod Taylor, for the time he was in there, he was four for seven. And Tyrod looked four for seven in pass attempts, completions. He looked jittery to me back there. I mean, he was facing a good Jets defense. But DeVito was two for seven for the game. And believe me, they did not want him passing the ball. They were going to go with Saquon Taylor. That's who they were going to go with. We're going to run the ball and count on our defense. And it looked like that was going to get the job done. It looked like it was going to get the job done. Saquon carried the ball 36 times for 128 yards. 36 times. But the big but in this game you know, when, when people want to analyze and overanalyze, and of course, you know, then you want to lay blame and do whatever you can do. Jets were winning. Ten, <laughs> Jets are winning 10-7. 10-7. And with, what was it, 126 left in the game? Well, that's when it stopped. You had um, Kayvon Thibodeau, who just had a monster, monster game. Yeah, the Kayvon Thibodeau, who's been a subject of uh, talk radio criticism this past week. Well, is he good? How good is he? What has he done? Well, he was a monster. He had nine, I think it was uh, nine tackles, six solo, three sacks. I think he's got eight and a half now on the season. But with 126 left, Saquon on first down gains six. On second and four, Saquon gains a yard. On third and three, Saquon gains two. Now there's 28 seconds left in the game. Folks, there's 28 seconds left in the game. Fourth and one. If you go for it, and get it, the game's over. They're not getting the ball back. They don't have timeouts. The game's over. But to me, and, and I could flip the coin on this. I could have gone either way. And I'm not just saying it, saying this to stick up for uh, Brian Dable. You could do a coin flip either way. Because either way, there's logic to it. But the Giants' defense was keeping the Jets in check the entire game. It was 10-7. The entire game, they were keeping them in, in check. So they decide to, instead of going for it on fourth and one, they go for a simple field goal, a chip shot field goal. And Graham Gano missed it. Graham Gano missed it. 
So then, with 28 seconds left, they subsequently, Jets, all of a sudden, a couple of big plays. All of a sudden, the defense for the Giants, call it, I don't want to say relaxing, they got beat. It is football. And with one second left, they tie the game. The Jets do on a field goal. They tie the game and subsequently win the game on a field goal by the score of 13-10. to 10. So, of course, let the second guessing begin. And I have to tell you this. This is how shocking the result of the game was to me. When Thibodeau made that stop, I picked myself up. I took my bag with me. I went, I said, let's, let me hustle down because at the end of the game, it gets real busy. Coaches are rushing down. Media is going down because they want to get down to the postgame area. So I rush, I go down in the elevator and I get to the point because there's TVs outside the locker room and I get, because I'm figuring the game's over. But I see it's not over, and I get to see good old missed that field goal. And I go, oh, my God. Okay, he missed the field goal. But that, to me, was the kiss of death. He missed the field goal. So now it's Murphy's Law taking over. Whatever can happen wrong will happen, and that's what happened. So And the Jets go down and subsequently win it in overtime. You can second-guess it all you want. Uh, Again, the field goal to me made sense because if you make the field goal, then they're going to get the ball with 28 seconds left. But not only are they going to get the ball with 28, whatever the heck it was, 27, the Jets, but now a field goal does them no good because they would have been down by six. So they would have had to go the distance to get a touchdown. So I had no problem. I really had no problem. You know, first of all, what you're going to give the ball to Saquon. God bless Saquon with his 38 carries and 136 yards. Excuse me, 130. What what did I say? What did he have? He had 100. I'm sorry. He had 36 carries for 128 yards. But God bless him. I mean, at fourth and one, the entire building and the, the entire Jets defense would have known he was getting the ball. So you, you don't know any which way, okay? You just don't know any which way. I, I, I mean, I could have gone either way. But there were a couple of things that drove me nuts in this game. Uh, uh, first of all, you have Tommy DeVito. Nice young man. But he's on the practice squad for a reason. And I don't want to say this in a demeaning way or a belittling way, but there are reasons guys are on a practice squad. There are reasons guys are starters. There are reasons guys are backups. And there are reasons guys are practice squad players. Tommy is a practice squad player. But... And here's the but. Here's the but on this. If he's going to have to be in a game, if he's going to have to be in a game 
then to me, he's got to be able, you got to have some faith in, faith in him to being able to pass the ball. This is the National Football League. And once you go up from the practice squad to playing, then you got to be able to perform. And that, to me, is what was extremely frustrating. I understand the weather sucked. It was nasty. It was miserable. They were facing a very formidable, excellent, tough defense in what the Jets have. But, you know, the passing game was non-existent. There was no passing game. They were going to just run, 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 count on their defense to do the job and win the game that way. And they got to within one second of regulation. They got to within one second. But the field goal tied it. So if you want to second guess, you know, what Dable did, what he didn't do, uh, I I just think, it, to me, it's a coin flip. Heads or tails, you could have gone either way. I mean, he, listen, he had a whole lot. First of all, once Tyrod Taylor went down, and that is, you know, I don't know, did I say it already? Tyrod Taylor looked jittery in the short time he was in there. He did not, he did not look good to me. To, to me, it looked like to me he was hearing footsteps quickly. Now, again, I'm not, I don't have the vision that he's seeing from on the field. I'm look easy, a lot easier for me to be looking from up top. But I just didn't think he was um, in the right spot. Let's put it that way. I, I, I just, you know, he, he just looked jittery, uncomfortable, however you want to call it. He didn't look like the guy who I was watching last week lead the uh, Giants to a victory over the Commanders. So now DeVito's in. And, and, and as I keep saying, you know, if a guy is in there, He's got to be able to operate. And if you don't have confidence in him passing the ball, then he shouldn't be the quarterback. Now, what are the Giants going to do from here? They're going to have to bring in a quarterback because Tyrod Taylor is not going to be playing this coming week. Now, I'll, I'll bet you, you know, they're still waiting for clearance on Daniel Jones, and and kind of the reports are, you know, he was they, they were kind of shooting for if not next week, the Dallas game in two weeks. Next week the Giants go to uh, Vegas to play the Raiders. I'll bet you, as sure as I'm sitting here talking to you people, that Daniel will campaign behind the scenes to play next week. But I just don't see that happening because he can he can campaign all he wants until he gets medical clearance and passes all tests uh, from the doctors. It ain't happening. So they got to bring in a quarterback. And if they're going to bring in a quarterback, that quarterback is not going to start. It's going to be Tommy DeVito. Now, how are you going to game plan if you don't have a passing attack? 
which, by the way, their passing attack got screwed big time early on uh, in in the first half with um, one of their key offensive weapons, tight end Darren Waller, going out with a hamstring injury. God love Darren Waller. He's a great player, but Darren Waller came here with a history of inju- uh, injury problems, hamstring being one of them. Uh, and now he's got another hamstring problem. Gun to my head right now, speaking to you on October 30th. If we get him back by December, I'll be happy. Talking about hamstring problems, your left tackle, Andrew Thomas, who's, if not the best in the business, one of the very top two or three, he hasn't played since week one with a hamstring problem. So the Giants now at two and six are up against it big time. Up the creek without a paddle, however you want to call it. They're two and six. Now you might say, and trust me, you know I'm rooting for them, but you got to be realistic. They're two and six. What are they going to do? Are they going to go on a 10-game winning streak? An eight-game winning streak? You know, it's it's not that they don't have the the ability to go on a streak, but they got to have the weapons to go on a streak. You know, I had a lot of optimism. I had a lot of optimism going into today. And I really thought the Giants had a shot. You know, you never expect the injuries, but injuries, as we all know, are very much a part of the National Football League. It's one thing to have a backup in there. But when you have the backup to the backup coming off the practice squad, you know you're in trouble. Now, I have to give a ton of credit to the Giants' defense. Now, I know that wasn't Aaron Rodgers guiding the uh, Jets. It was Zach Wilson. But this Gi- I mean, the Giant defense knew we can't give up anything. They got beat on one play. I mean, really? It, it was like a little flip pass that went to Brees Hall for a 50-yard score. It was a catch and run. But Brees Hall, who's a great, not a good runner, a great runner. He is a load. 12 carries, he was, he gained 17 yards on 12 carries. But as I said, if, if, if you can't pass the ball, how are you going to win in this league? You know what the, you know what the Giants yardage was? Passing yardage today? Yesterday? Excuse me. Minus nine yards. Minus nine yards. That can't be. Together, Tyrod and DeVito uh, were six for 14. Tyrod Taylor, four for seven. DeVito, Tommy, two for seven. Minus nine yards. Minus nine yards, and they still were right there to win the game. 
And for as great as the defense was, for as great as the defense was for the entire game, in that final 28 seconds, they gave up a couple of big plays to allow the Jets to get in there for the field goal. Tie the score, win it in overtime. So now the Jets are feeling chipper. They're 4-3 and three with um, the Chargers coming in to MetLife Stadium to face the Jets next Monday night on national TV while the beat, beaten and battered 2-6 and six Giants travel to Vegas to tangle with the Raiders. I don't know. I Like I say, I, I wish I could say something that, yeah, don't worry, they're going to bounce back. They're going to bounce back. But realistically, I don't know. Not, now you not only have the third-string quarterback as your starting quarterback, you have a third-string quarterback behind a line that is put together with uh, Silly Putty, if you remember that, in Crazy Glue. You're missing your two big tackles. Andrew Thomas and Evan Neal. I mean, come on. And now you're going to put behind them, behind them, your quarterback is a third-string quarterback, Tommy DeVito. You got a a big offensive weapon, uh, tight end, Darren Waller, out. How do you move forward? I don't know. I don't know how they are going to move forward. But you know what? They don't have any other choice. Because you're not going to have a pity party, that's for sure. This is the National Football League. Ain't nobody feeling sorry for you. So you got to go out and do it. But my question is, and I'm sitting here scratching my head as I'm talking to you, I don't know how the hell they plan on doing it. Because right now, yep, they're up the creek without a paddle. And that, my friends, is a wrap on today's Get a Load of This. Now I'd like to be getting a load of you. Let me know your thoughts on today's podcast. You can do so on Twitter at Russ Salzburg. You can do it on Facebook. You can also check out my website at russsalzburg.com. Got to thank my home here at Believe.com because I tell you each week, Believe is the number one podcast network for professionals. Above all, got to thank you to people out there because, of course, without you to people out there, I'd have nobody here to be talking to. And again, a reminder, today is Monday, but tomorrow my Get a Load of This video podcast comes out on the Yes app. So I tell you each week, make sure you download the Yes app. Tell your friends or family to do the same so they are able to watch me as you can on Get a Load of This video on uh, the Yes app. And every one that I've done, and I don't know if I think it's at 55, 56 now, they're all there for you to see. So you can watch me moving forward or you can go backwards. But anyway, as I said, folks, that's a wrap on today. Thank you for all who've been listening. And until next week, it is I, Russ Salzberg, saying to all of you, bye-bye, so long, and farewell. Have yourselves a great week.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.